What's going on, everybody? This is Glenn. What's happening? Welcome to the podcast today. How you doing? Have you been holding up all right? I hope you've been holding up better than me. My face, AIDS has come back with a vengeance. Like I got rid of it. I thought that I got rid of my face AIDS. I haven't ordered this stuff that you put around your eyes like the salve. Salve. It was like some, it's like some, it has a B on it. And it's called Peeper Keepers. And it's like the stuff that you put around your eyes. This ointment. It's like kind of kind of like the consistency of Vaseline or like antibiotic. And I thought that it would clear up whatever's going on, man. Like I, I put, I put, if you listen to podcasts, you know I was talking about, I put the, what's it called? The, the steroid cream around my eyes that you can buy over the counter. But kind of burned a little bit, and I, it said it thins tissue when you use that kind of stuff around your eyes. And I already got thin skin, man, so I'm not trying to have see-through eyelids and stuff. But they keep peeling, like breaking out underneath. It's like nasty, and so I called. I was like, man, I've got to like see a dermatologist, right? Like I've got to see a dermatologist, you know, and just just go ahead and bite the bullet and do what I got to do because usually. I don't go to the doctor very much, maybe once or twice a year. And so I started looking for dermatologists, right, on my insurance website. And I found some. And, you know, I called one. I was like, you know, when can you get me in? And they're like, August. I was like, man, I got face aids. I can't be waiting until August. So I called another one. They say two weeks out. And I was like, man, I don't want my eyes to, like, start because it's like they're getting puffy and creasy, right? Like, one of them's puffy and creasy, like, uh, where I get more, is more creasy than it usually is. I was like, man, I hope, I hope this doesn't just swell shut. Because people that know me, like, I ran into this person that knew me today, and the first thing they said was, what's wrong with your eye, man? <laughs> and, uh... And so I started calling other places because I was like, two weeks is a lot. I'll take that appointment. But uh, but if I can find something sooner, I'll I'll try to get in somewhere sooner. So I call this other, I call this other place right, and they were like, you're like sixty something in the queue, like on hold waiting. And I sat there, man, and I waited, and I waited, and I waited. And then I finally talked to the receptionist, and she was like, we're not taking new patients at this time. And I was like, what do you mean you're not taking new patients? You know, because of the COVID. Like, what what do you think that new patients are more likely to have COVID than old patients? Like, your doctors. That's what you're supposed to do. Sorry, guy with face aids. Like, your eyeballs are just going to rot out, I guess. You know? People still need medical care, man. What, what I'm supposed to do? I'm not going to go to see my regular doctor. Yeah, because all kinds of sick people go in your regular doctor. So, you know, if you're going to a specialist, you're less like, I mean, it's less likely that you'll run into the virus there, right? It's just my thinking. So I was like, I'll go to a specialist. Yeah. And, uh, and then they won't even see me, man. The big outfit doctor won't even see me what kind of doctor are you like if you're not gonna try to treat sick people like i'll treat sick people when all is well you know but but when when there's like people that have a virus in the world when there's people that have a virus i won't help anyone that's new i will turn them away 
You know, my money's just as good as your old patient's doctor. Actually, when you go to a doctor, like your first appointment, a lot of times they'll charge you more, you know? They'll rip you off even worse, you know, for for your first appointment because they're like, well, they had a, a long consultation. And they really rape you real good, you know, on your first appointment. But... I'm sorry. That's a lot of stuff about nothing. I'm just kind of man. I've kind of I've kind of had this going on, and it came back, and it kind of has been just a kind of an inconvenience. I look all saggy eyed, all creasy eyed, but uh. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's going on with me. I hope that's not going. And I got this thing on my hand too. It's like this little rash on my hand. Maybe I caught. Maybe I got some weird disease. I hope not. I hope it's just like eczema, man. I hope that all it is is a little bit of eczema. And uh, they can give me some kind of uh, something or another to get rid of it. I figure I could have got rid of it by now. But uh, it's just stupid and ridiculous that uh, we're not taking no patients. What 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 I'm supposed to do if I have COVID? Like my doctor's like, you need to go to this doctor. And then you go to the hospital and they're like, well, we're not helping people right now because we're scared we might get... What kind of doctor does that, man? What kind of doctor is like, (laughs) well, we can't treat you because we don't want to get sick. You're a doctor. That's what you're supposed to do is to help people that have face aids, man. I don't even get it. I'm sorry. I apologize for that rant. I just had to get that out. You know how sometimes you just got to get stuff out. You just have to get it out, man. You can't hold it in because if I hold in negativity, then like it just won't be good for anybody. Like it won't be good. It will make me feel bad. You know, I can wait two weeks. I guess I'll wait. Well, I guess there's a little over two weeks. I can wait two weeks and then, you know, I'll go in there all pussy eyed, you know, with with all crazy swollen shut eyes you know and they'll have to lance them and stuff and they'll be like mr mr glenn thinks stuff like why didn't you come in here before now and i'll be like well because like this is the soonest that because i told y'all that i had like face aids and then i called the other doctors and they said oh we can't we've decided not to help sick people during the pandemic you know and I'll be like, that is why, that is why I have pussy eyes right now. So please fix whatever this is, and uh, thank you. Or give me a CNI dog, and we'll call it today, man. But anyway, speaking of all that, I'm good. I'm sorry, I'm done. Speaking of all that, I want to go to a snake handling church, right? Not during all this is going on, but the one of the first things I want to do is like when all this is over is I want to go to a snake handling church. You know what this is? Have you ever heard of this? Why aren't more people talking about this? There's churches that like bring out snakes and they're just like, they don't bite me because Jesus, right? 
why the like why why isn't this a bigger thing? Why isn't this all over TV and movies? And like I want to go there. I want to go to one. I think that they're big. I want to say I looked them up, and I want to say West Virginia might be the big one, uh, or one of the more well-known ones. And they have these venomous snakes. But see what caught my attention when I was reading about all these places is that people like the churches that do this actually come to South Carolina. Because in South Carolina, I guess we have really loose laws when it comes to buying uh, venomous snakes. I guess, like, in South Carolina, we're like, we sell venomous snakes and there ain't no laws about it. Which sounds about right, you know, to tell you the truth. But, uh, and I live here. I'm not slamming where I live. I'm just saying, like, it just, this strikes me as a place that would have you know pretty chill laws when it comes to this stuff and so these churches will come here and buy their snakes you know and take them all home and uh then they'll have their little church and be getting them out and you know yelling and hollering and screaming and whatnot and handling these snakes i kind of don't know like see the thing about it is that well let me look this up real quick the thing about it is i was kind of like did they really like do they take the venom out of the snakes before they uh before they handle them but let's see snake handling preacher dies we're gonna look that up and see if one got bit and then that'll say let's see da, 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 da. here it is here's one right here snake handling reality tv pastor dies after snake bite the two-way pentecostal preacher james Jamie Coots, Jamie Coots, that sounds like a snake handling preacher, known for handling poisonous rattlesnakes, died in his home after refusing medical treatment last year, said he'd been bitten nine times in 22 years, recovering each time, he believed through faith healing. Man, so I guess that Jamie Coots, it says reality TV. Is there like a reality TV show of these people? I need to see this. I need to know about this. Jamie Coots, there he is. Man, I guess that they like just get bit. See, I would be like, man, I would do it if I really believe like I wouldn't get bit. Like if that was my belief, right? If I was really um, stupid like that and that was my belief like this tonight ain't going to bit me. This, this snake this snake ain't even gonna bit me like i would not i wouldn't want it to bite me you know if it bit me i'd be like it said that he was bit what was it say it says that he was bit what nine times in 22 yeah it says nine times in 22 years recovering each time so if he recovered each time but he got bit nine times i'd be like dude something ain't right like I'm doing my part handling the snake, but I'm getting bit, so maybe that could be a warning sign. Like if a rattlesnake bites you, maybe it'd be like, well, maybe maybe I shouldn't be touching rattlesnakes, you know? That's what, I think that that would be a normal reaction of a reasonable person. You know, any reasonable person would be like, you know, I thought that handling snakes was like cool. You know, for a church service, you know, 
like during the offering or whatever, during the during the singing, I get out the rattlesnake out the box and dance around with him. But you know, once he bit me, you know that it's like the saying always goes. You know, bite me once, you know, shame on you. Bite me nine times, shame on me. <laughs> Uh, but I saw that. Like, I don't remember how I stumbled across that. How I stumbled across, like, snake hand. I think it might have just come in, came into my head, like, because I've heard of snake handling churches. I was like, I would like to just go there and see it because I don't think, I don't think everyone there, you know, I don't think they pass it around. I think just, like, the head dudes. Like, there was one guy in a picture I saw. He was handling a snake. Then there's some guy with overalls back behind him and, you know, doing God knows what. But, I mean, I I don't think that they pass it around, you know. Or maybe they do. But, you know, if it came to me, like, if I was just visiting, like, a snake handling church, like, uh, if it came by me, I'd be like, no, nah, I'm good, you know. Like, you can just grab it. The next lady in line beside me can grab the rattler. But, uh, yeah, that's something crazy that I saw. And I would like to go, man. I would like to go. And I need to find out. It says reality TV. So I, I really need to find out. I got to do my homework. I didn't even know that that was on TV. I got to do better research, man. I'm not doing very good research. I, I have been watching something else that I started watching because I was on Love After Lockup, which I talked about on my podcast. And then I talked about uh, 90 Day Fiance which is another train, like, just relationship train wrecks is what that show should be called. And I found another show, I think it might have been on Hulu this weekend, right? And it's a newer show, and it's called Marrying Millions, right? And and the premise of the show is, is there are people, pretty much what it is is somebody is marrying somebody else out of their league, Right? If it's the millionaire, it's they're usually like old and they're marrying somebody younger. Or if it's the millionaire, they're not very you can tell they're marrying somebody like a couple steps up as far as looks go. You know? So they're marrying like gold diggers, pretty much, is what this show is about. And you can be like, Glenn, that's not very nice. It's love. It is love. No, it's not. It's not love. It's never love in these circumstances, right? Because if these millionaires lived in trailer parks, you know, not knocking people that live in trailer parks, like, these people wouldn't marry the people. If they was, like, old, crusty men or old, you know, cougar women that lived in trailer parks, like, these people would never, they're out of, they wouldn't get married to them, right? But, like, I like the, you know, I like the whole premise of the show, and I like relationships that are dysfunctional like this, you know, and, and, you know, good-looking folks, you know, they know the struggle's real, (laughs) you know? They've lived some life, they know the struggle's real, so, you know, I don't hate on them, but just to see the dysfunction, I love to see unequal relationships and I love to see stuff that's just a disaster from the beginning because it makes you, when you, let me tell you something. That's the reason like shows like Jerry Springer or Dr. Phil or uh, what's the other one? Mari Povich. 
that's why all these kinds of shows are so popular, you know? And you can act like it's not for the reason that I'm about to say, but it's because people watch these shows and they feel better about themselves, right? And then there's the people that like drama, right? But 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 I kind of think that people watching dysfunction and watching people that are like, I don't know, you just see you know, you see the, the red flags, you know, in these, and when you're caught up in something, I totally get, I totally, totally, totally get when you're caught up in something emotionally, you don't see red flags, right? You can't see the forest for the trees. You don't see the warning signs, or even if you do, do, you don't heed them. And when people tell you stuff, you know, when you're like, oh, we're in love and all this stuff, like, man, you ain't gonna, you ain't gonna listen to them, you know? your best friends your family can tell you stuff can warn you and you know if they're like the millionaires like dude she's just like trying to get with you for your money man like you're 60 and she's like 25 like what are you doing like uh but i think some of them know it and they're okay with it right but that's just a new show that i saw that uh that i really enjoyed and i mean anything anything to stop watching all the news and everything that's going on in the world because everybody's mad, man. Everybody's mad. <laughs> everybody's mad at people that don't agree with them. That sums it up. Like that, pretty much, that's like painting with a broad brush. But I think that that pretty much sums up what's going on, right? A lot of the anger, like everybody's not mad, but the people that are mad are mad at people that don't agree with them, right? And that's like... We've lost the value. We've lost the the art of conversation. Like we can't even have we can't even have civil discourse anymore. Like everybody's just screaming and mad. And I was thinking about that, and I've been thinking about that a lot because then because you have you have you know the protests that were going on, and then you have the you have the uh, rich uh, white celebrities you know, virtue signaling, making their little videos, you know, you have all these, these people, like, everywhere you look, it's like Black Lives Matter all over everything, and I mean, it's good, it's a good cause, you know, it's good to, to, you know, the, the, what needs, some stuff needs to change, right, that's not, that's undeniable, you know, but, you have all this weird stuff going on where people are just angry at each other, like so mad. Um, and I was thinking about it this week, and I think that what it all boils down to is like hate, right? If like people people hate people that that don't, maybe it's like you don't listen to me, you're not hearing me. If you don't agree with me. Like, we just don't even need to talk about it. I'm just going to hate you, and you're going to hate me. We're going to hate each other. And I started thinking about why I get offended by people you don't even like, man. Like, if you don't like somebody, if I don't like you, like, why should I hold you in such high esteem that I let you ruffle my feathers? And why, why do I value your opinion? You know what I mean? Like, if a hate group came up and approached me, you know, and was like, yeah, do you want to be in our little hate group, you know? 
we just hate people. We just hate people because, you know, of their race or their gender identity or whatever it is. Do you want to be part of our hate group? I'm like, man, that sounds lame and whack, and I'm not even trying to be in that because you are stupid. And then they get mad at me, you know, for not agreeing with them. Why? I'm not going to lose sleep. You know, I'm not going to lose sleep over a hater, you know, and I'm not perfect. I'm not going to say, I'm not going to sit say here and claim that I'm like some kind of, some kind of saint or something like that. Like I never, I never let people get under my skin because sometimes I do let people get under my skin, you know, but it's kind of silly. It's kind of silly if you think about because I've been thinking a lot about that. And I was like, why is it that people like get so keyed up and worked up over people that they don't even like? You know, why? Like, if I don't like somebody, why why value their opinion? I shouldn't lose sleep over that. Yeah. I just thought that that's kind of weird. That's kind of what's going on. And I'm like, everybody's mad, you know, about politics, especially. That's like a touchy subject. And I try not to talk about it on the podcast. I don't think that I get real political on the podcast, but, like, politics make me mad. You know? Isn't that kind of silly to be that way? You know? Especially when you don't, like, when you don't agree with somebody. Why get all mad? Why not be like, man, that's stupid. They dumb. That is dumb. That's kind of how I feel, man. That's kind of how I've been doing lately. You know, I don't try, I try not to get caught up in, in a lot of stuff. I try to just do my own thing, you know, and if I feel myself getting sucked up into like the news and stuff like that, uh, which it's not even the news anymore. It's pretty much like a bunch of opinion pieces. I don't even know what's going on because everybody kind of has an agenda. So I kind of don't know. I don't even know what's going on. I'm not going to read the news because I'm not trying to be mad. You know, I read the headlines and I like I did that on the podcast. I read the headlines. and I was like, this is what's going on. <laughs> not just I just assume everything that's going on. But I don't know, man. I just that's just something that I thought about this week. People are like politics. Mm, I hate you. I hate my neighbors. Everybody calm down, everybody. It'll be all right. If we just shut off the news, I think the majority of people are pretty level-headed. You know, there's some jackasses out there like the doctors. They're like, you know, people are sick right now, so we're decided we're not seeing sick people. Like, that's stupid, you know. But I talked it out. See, I talked it out. I did. I didn't get mad about it. I'm just talking it out, you know. I just think, I think, man, I don't know. You might be like, Glenn, shut up, you stupid hippie. It's dumb. What, what is the solution? I don't know, man. I don't know the solution. I say talk to people that will talk to you and write off the ones that just want to hate on you. You know what I mean? Because if people just want to hate just to hate, then, then you know, you shouldn't value their opinion. But if people, like, people will change. I think that, I think that... I think that if you have a conversation, and if I'm not talking down to you, and you're not talking down to me, and we can just talk, man, that's what I think would be so good. That would be so valuable. If people just talk, let move your ego out the way for a minute. And, you know, I know everybody has 
like personality types and I know that I know that uh everybody's not laid back I get that I get where your personality can kind of get in the way sometimes you know mine can but I don't know man it's just crazy seeing everybody lately being like mm, politics all right <laughs> Well, that'll that'll change people's minds. Saying that, but uh, I don't know. I just thought it was. I've seen so much different stuff, you know, like the Dixie Chicks being like, "We are just called the Chicks from now on." Uh, all right. Was does I don't understand what that solves, you know. I don't get it. White people, I think white people get the stuff backwards, you know? Because rather than listen a lot of times, rather than really listen to what's going on, it's like virtue signal. It's like a natural reaction to virtue signal. You know, there was this guy, I think it was a prankster. He said he was off YouTube and he went around... Like, uh, and he said he worked for Black Lives Matter and he's like making people get on their knees, white people, and apologize, you know, and people were doing it, right? It's just so, it's just so bizarre, man. Everything that's going on. But, uh, but yeah, what was I even talking about? See, I get, I, I start talking on this podcast. Sometimes I loop it back around to what I was talking about. Oh, I try not to get caught up in, uh, in trends and stuff and this oh this is funny so a, a couple weeks ago i was cleaning out my closet right like a yeah it was a couple weeks ago i was cleaning out all this old throwing away all these old clothes throwing away like just every time every once in a while i try to do this purge right and and just throw away stuff that i've collected you know because i can't stand just when it starts when when I have a lot of stuff that is not being used that I don't use I don't want to keep it if I don't use it, I want to keep it and if it's something that like even if I'm like I don't care if I have to buy this again in the future it's just junk I don't like it I'm gonna throw it away so I was doing this purge right and I found all these v-neck shirts and usually like I have a classic look because I've kind of come to the conclusion like i don't want to be one of these people that looks back at pictures you know and and gets caught up in every trend that there is you know as long as i have like maybe a black t-shirt you know and a pair of jeans i'm good or like as long as i have a black t-shirt and some camo cargo shorts I'm good. You know, I'm not going to wear the crazy shoes. I'm not going to wear the crazy, do the crazy haircuts. I just don't get into that stuff. Right. If you saw a picture of me now and a picture of me 10 years ago or 10 years in the future, you know, besides the old face aids and pussy eyes, I would probably look about the same. Right. But I found these V-neck shirts and it was from when I was on like a, this, I don't know, man, was <laughs> I was listening to like the Lumineers or something, you know, and I was like, I want some V-neck t-shirts, you know, and I got these things and I wore them and they come all down my cleavage and stuff and showed my little hairs. Like I don't have a lot of hairs on my chest, but I got a few hairs on my chest and like, uh, it was just something that, that I bought on a whim. I don't know why I bought these things. I never wore V-neck shirts, and it always felt like it always felt like the the neck was stretched out too much, and I would just have to keep 
it was like I wanted to pull it up, you know, because I'm I'm a I'm a modest man, you know, and I don't want to be showing off my chest hair and my cleavage, you know. I don't have a lot of chest hair. I'm not like Burt Reynolds, you know. Back in the day, that was more. I guess women found that more sexy. Just a just a look at that man with all that hair. He looks like a bear, and um. You know, but now women might not find it as attractive. I want to be walking around, you know, with all these curly hairs hanging out my cleavage. And uh, and so I was like, what is that? Man, like, I threw them things away so fast. It kind of made me embarrassed. You know how when you, when you find something, you know, that you bought before, like an article of clothing, it's just kind of embarrassing, you know, sometimes. I'm admitting it on here, you know. Because I really don't care what people think, you know. I don't. I mean, it's not that I don't care about my listeners or people that listen to my podcast. Like, you know, I hate you. I'm just saying, like, I really don't care. So, like, admitting that doesn't bother me. You know, it is a little bit embarrassing, but not embarrassing enough to where I really. How about this? It should be embarrassing. That's more. I think that that's more. that sums it up better. Like it should, it should, Glenn. You should be embarrassed that you bought. You're like a thirty, you know what are what am I? Thirty eight year old man, and you bought V neck shirts for the first time, and you have like the curlies hanging out of them. You know, it, you should be embarrassed about that. Well, I'm not. I'm not embarrassed about that. I should be embarrassed about that. It's terrible. It's so terrible that I did that. Oh, man. Gosh, what's wrong with me? I try not to do that. I usually don't do that. But I just thought that I would say that. Because I try not to get caught up in trends or, you know, especially when it comes to clothing. But I don't know. I hope that everybody's doing all right. That's about all I got for the day. I don't need to talk anymore. I've... I've brought in enough joy to the world. (laughs) But, I don't know. I just think everybody needs to chill out. Let's talk, man. And let's be good to each other. These are not even... These are not even issues that we should have in 2020. Like, if if you boil everything down... Like, these aren't even... This is crazy that we're having this kind of stuff. It's 2020. You know? If anything, we should all be embarrassed for the kids that are having to see all this and all the adults, all the adults of the world acting the way that they're acting right now. Yeah? I don't know. That's that's my two cents, since you didn't ask. <laughs> since you didn't ask, that's my two cents. I always give my two cents on stuff. Like, I serious stuff. Like, that's my two cents. But no one ever asks. Like, I I had to start a podcast because people just don't ask my opinion. <laughs> That's not true. Sometimes people did. There's that one guy that one time. But anyway, thank you, everybody, for listening to the Glenn Thinks the Podcast. I hope that your summer's good. Let's all go to the beach and breathe in each other's faces. That's what everybody's doing. South Carolina's like a hot spot right now. We're one of the worst places in the state, Right? We are. Or, South Carolina is one of the worst places in the states. What in the United States, not in the state. South Carolina is one of the worst. Let me try that again. I'll cut all this out. I'll cut all this out. 
and I edit it out so I sound wiser than what I am. South Carolina is one of the of the worst states with COVID in the United States right now. So it is a hot spot um, because we don't believe in masks. But uh, <laughs> I hope everybody is doing well and taking care of each other and yourself during this time. And if you run across somebody that you don't agree with, you know, um, have a conversation with them. If they'll have a conversation with you, have a conversation with them, you know. And uh, if they don't, don't sweat it, man, because they ain't even worth it. Because if people are closed-minded, you know, towards change or you know just and don't have a conversation like arguing your point like I think it's like try have a conversation where you're like that's what I think that's what I believe what you believe what's up with that what is up with that yeah because we never I don't think we ever stop evolving or like we never I don't think that you should ever get to a point or I never want to get to a point where uh where I just say, that's it. I've learned enough. I know all things. You know, I never want to get to that point. Right? I think Because I think that I've been more closed-minded in my life than I am now. Totally. I've been more closed-minded about different things in my life. You know? Than I am now. You know? And that's no kind of way to be. You know? You can always learn something. You can always learn something from somebody else's experience. You know what I'm saying? Them's words of wisdom that I'll leave you with. That I made up. That are original. That no one's ever said ever, ever in America. But, uh... But if you want to hit me up, find the contact info in the notes of the podcast. Have a safe week. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Peace out. <laughs>